Hello, this is Hope, and you're listening to Covert Castaway. Welcome to my weekly diary of what I learn and how I cope with transitioning to life as a liveaboard cruiser. I am really excited to share today's podcast. It's a conversation that I had with my friend Emily, who has been out on a boat for the last year and a half. And I wanted to get her thoughts about what the transition was like and what it's like now for her. I have to apologize up front. This was recorded over Zoom on Voice Over IP. And there's some spots where the audio isn't great, but you can certainly hear everything. So I hope you really enjoy this podcast. Today I'm talking to Emily Johnson from SBC Odyssey. She's been out now for a year and a half, and uh, she's been out sailing with her partner, Matt. We had a chance to meet these guys about a year before they left, and we've kept in touch uh, off and on ever since when we've had a chance to chat. And I wanted to catch up with you, Emily, because we haven't chatted for a while, and um, just kind of get your thoughts on on where you are now and uh, what's going on with you, and little talk more specifically about your transition and what that was like, maybe a year before, and and kind of share some of the chaos there. Maybe you can describe where you are right now and share a little bit about where you're anchored. Well, we're actually in a marina um, presently. That's why I have this really kick-ass Wi-Fi right now. <laughs> and we can have this really brilliant discussion. But because um, we were on anchor for eight months. So this is ending our eight months straight um, just anchoring and uh, without marinas. So it ended today. But um, it was a big weather coming in and there wasn't really a good protection spot to go to. So the wind was really swirling around and we, you know, normally we could not manage 40 knots on anchor and feel, you know, almost comfortable. And uh, it just wasn't possible. So we had to, you know, pop into the marina for two nights and we head back out. So presently we are in, I don't know the name of the Gulf, but we're in the West, um, the Western Gulf of the South Peloponnese in southern Greece, all the way at the very top in Kalamata, like Kalamata olives. Cool. So, yeah, so there's big olive place here. The olives are everywhere in Greece. When you're in Greece, you have to be sure to pick up some olive oil. So mm-hmm. it's the beginning of uh, winter. So it's like right now it's November. So is it cold? Are you cold there now? Um, no, actually, you know, I still got a tan um, <laughs> and bathing suits are, are during the day. Um, it's been, since this uh, storm has come in, it's been a little bit cooler. So, but no, it's really incredible to be, and I think we're on the, I think we looked the other day, we're on like the 36th um, latitude. You know, I think, what is it? Uh, it's 38 um, in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Latitude 38, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're not too far away, but the, I mean, the difference is incredible. It's, it's super sunny all the time. And yeah, we were swimming the other, you know, just the other day when we were, you know, in the islands more. So yeah, it's been really incredible, really incredible weather otherwise. So when we met you, you were about a year away from taking off and you guys had downsized from a house into an RV and Mm -hmm. maybe just describe what was the thinking there and what was that like? Um, We just didn't want to deal with 
you know, selling the house and getting rid of all the belongings at the time too soon to where we had to depart. Yeah. It was just going to be too much, you know, on our plate with all everything going on and stuff like that. I wanted to do it a little, you know, a little bit more before and calm down and, and then regroup and, and then go. So just talk to me a little bit about the transition. So how long did it take you from the time you decided to actually get started? We came up with the idea and then two years and nine months later, it came to fruition. Mm -hmm. So just over some beers a couple days, we decided to, this sounded like a really brilliant idea. And then we, a couple weeks later, we went on a day sailing at a sailing school near us. And then I guess a couple weeks after that, we signed up for sailing school. And then we were sailing ever since. Yeah. Um, so we, we don't have that many hours under our belt, but we had we had done all the certifications and you know, sit, you know, sailed as much as possible in, in that time frame. Okay. And a couple of catamarans. We were pretty new to catamarans. So you know, were there general milestones you guys had? You know, were you waiting? You were waiting for a boat to be built, um, or and I think you had a job, or you guys were wrapping up some things. So how long did it mm-hmm. take you to do that? Well, we could have we could have left sooner, but actually Matt's daughter, um, it was really important for us to wait for her to graduate and 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 see her off um, that summer. So that's basically what we we're waiting for. Yeah. And then it was winding down his business and stuff like that and making sure it was prepared for him, to, for um, everybody to work without him there and stuff like that. So that was, that was a major transition. Um so what were your biggest fears or concerns in the beginning? And, and did these change over time, you know, as you got on the boat or what were the biggest apprehensions you had? Safety was a really a, a big concern for us. I guess it might've been a little bit more for me, but not so much just being, a, you know, how they say, you know, when you're growing up, you know, everybody's really worried you, as a kid, you're just like worried about quicksand. You're like quicksand, you know, is everywhere. And, Oh, I'm going to have to really worry about this at some point. And then, you wind up as an adult and you've never seen quicksand your whole life. Well, it's kind of like that, you know, this whole time we were like worried about pirates and, you know, different, you know, basically pirates, really, you know, having to arm ourselves or like defend ourselves in some way. I mean, you are really out here alone, but honestly, it's not, even though we live in the jungle and I guess quicksand is like right around the corner, it's not something that you meet every day. And it's in, I guess you do have to be prepared for when you step in it, but it's not going to be it's not something that consumes you like it did before I left about, you know, escape plans and, you know, what if it happens, especially as a woman, it's more worrisome in the, in a pirate scenario or an overtaking scenario that as a woman, is just terrifying. I mean, I couldn't even, I just don't even want to imagine, but we all know what could happen. So that, that was more concerning for you. Um, like boat security, you know, was more concerning for you than like managing weather or any of that. Nope. Weather wasn't even on our radar, really. I mean, okay. weather wasn't even really concerned now that we're here in the med, which is particularly weather oriented. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a new, it's a new, a new thing for us, but uh, safety and safety um, at night was a big concern for us. Sailing at night was a concern for us. Uh-huh. Pirates and um, are being overtaken in some ways and safety drowning. Drowning was a really big thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all, you know, pretty viable things. So it's not like, you know, we shouldn't be thinking about things like that. It's definitely drowning or especially getting separated in one drowns. I mean, and you don't know that yeah. person is off the boat is just horrific. And it's, it's with you every day. You have to be really conscious of where your partner is at yeah. all times. We, you set rules up 
to make sure to minimize, you know, what you can do, you know, what could possibly happen, right? We're not going to go into areas that are, you know, really pirated and we're not going to, you know, be out on the decks at night when somebody can't, when you can't be supervised, you know, that kind of thing Yeah. to make, to ensure your, your safety and stuff. So, but the pirate things, it's a, it's a thing. Immigrants is a thing in the med, you know, like it's, it's, it's that quicksand that, you know, hopefully you never, you never encounter. Yeah. But it is possible, you know, it is possible and you have to think to yourself, okay, you have to run out the scenario. Okay, what if it happens and what are we going to do and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So you do have to, you do have to run it, you know, in your mind. You do have to play it out in your mind and and make a plan. Have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's been fascinating to me is, you know, making all these decisions with my husband and, and, you know, coming to terms with what we do and don't see eye to eye on. And Mm -hmm. that part of it is really fascinating. So, you know, during your time kind of making all the decisions with Matt, you know, preparing for the trip, did you guys Mm -hmm. see eye to eye on everything or did it create new kinds of, you you know, dynamics maybe that you didn't expect? And, and how did you deal with that as a couple? In, in the transition part? No, we didn't have any, we didn't really have any conflict. Everything Mm -hmm. was pretty much on the up. Mm-hmm. We had gotten all of our supplies and uh, equipment before we left and we shipped it over uh, in a cargo ship. And this was the best thing we ever could have done. And I, to this day, I'm like thankful that, that we took that route and it was available to us. Nothing really. The transition was really easy. That Before we left, it was really easy. Uh, on the boat, it's more difficult for sure. Yeah. So how does it get more difficult, would you say? Just living in close quarters or, or other things? Um, uh, for me, living in close quarters, I, it doesn't bother me. I don't really think it bothers Matt either. Um, he, I think he likes to get off the boat more than I do. I, you know, I take it for when it's more practical for me to get off the boat, and some, you know, or when I want to. But he feels the need to get off the boat more than I do. But other than that, our decision making is, I mean, it's super complex. It's super complex. And it's going to be, you know, we could talk a whole nother podcast on you know, relationships in, <laughs> in, uh, on, on sailing full time. Yeah. It's not, I guess the, the, the problem is there's two types of, let's just say that it's a male driven kind of sport, right? And yeah. maybe the, maybe the wife is the, the secondary and the husband is the primary on the idea. Maybe yeah. let's just say that. So then this, this female has a choice. Okay. Well, am I going to be an active participant or am I going to be, you know, just a helper? You know what I mean? Yeah. So is, are you going to be a sailor? Like woman, are you going to be a sailor or not? And that's where it happens because the guy's going to be a sailor. You know, when he comes to the sailor, if the woman's a sailor, most exactly. likely the guy's going to jump on board really, really quick. It's the women that are kind of like, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I want to do that. So that woman has to decide, okay, do I want to be a sailor or do I not want to be a sailor? Okay. If she doesn't want to be a sailor, then it's super easy. Everything is super easy. Everything's really cake because you're a helper. But if you want to be a sailor, then it gets complicated. Then it gets really complicated. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can see that dynamic already playing out uh, for us. Mm-hmm. You know, our our theory, for, for instance, is that you know we have we have redundancy. You know, while he's the skipper, I mm-hmm. need to also be able to manage the boat for sure equally and. So it, it brings about different dynamics because, you know, I think 
I have a bias that women notice a lot of things, <laughs> generally speaking. And sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's like mm-hmm. it's interesting just to see the dynamics play out um, for sure. So it, it'll be interesting. It is. It is super interesting. But for Matt and I, we're learning how to sail together. So it's not really like, it's not really fair to, for him to be like, okay, well, you know, I, I know more than this for you. So what I say is better than what you say, or I'm more, you know, knowledgeable in this area. So we should consider my idea. You know what I mean? Right. More. right. We're in it together. So right. it creates another dynamic there. It's just patience, a lot of patience and understanding on, on, on my part that he's new to an area of just not being in charge all the time. And his tech needs understanding to being not in charge all the time. Right. See what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's good. It's good. It's good to let that go because then you don't have to have that all on your shoulders. The stress isn't all, he doesn't have to carry the whole boat on his shoulders, you know, so it relieves him of, of this duty and we can share this stress together. Right. So it's kind of like just coming to those terms. It's really complex, but doable. So how did your parents and your friends sort of react when you first told them? And what was that like? How did they kind of manage that transition? For you? Um, everybody on my side is super, tra- super, super pumped. They already know I'm an adventurer already. And I had a little adventure thing, you know, after college. And so, you know, they're like, oh, that's so great. You know, <laughs> you're gonna have the best time. Yeah, yeah they're worried and everything, but it's going to be like, you know, happy for me, kind of worried. But um, Matt's daughters were really hesitant and nervous and scared and didn't want him to go. And, you know, they felt like he was leaving and all this kind of stuff. So it was a different story for Matt. They're, they're better now, but it was, it was tough. It was tough for him. It was easy for me. So did you get rid of everything when you downsized or did you put stuff in storage? Um, and, and like what degree, I guess what I'm getting at is to what degree did you really cut the line? Uh, we have a storage, con- uh, we are lucky to have a storage container at his business. Mm-hmm. So we're able to not, you know, have to pay for storage. And there's just this open container right there and it's just it's empty. So of course I'm going to, you know, not part with anything that I don't really need to part with at this point. It's weird. It's like, I, I'm going through this right now. It, it's like, I want to cut out all ties and completely downsize. But at the same time, that thought of not having I- any place to come back to is a little bit weird. It's uh, mm-hmm. definitely a mental shift. And so yeah. it's, more, it's not about like the things, it's more about the mindset a little bit, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. making the leap. Yeah. Um, that was, that wasn't really a thing for me, the whole not having anything to come back to since I already did that bit of yeah. traveling before. It was really just like, you know, get rid of my Jeep. My Getting rid of my Jeep was a big deal for me. <laughs> yeah. It was really just like, wow, I got to get rid of my Jeep. I mean, I want whole my whole life. I wanted a Jeep, you know, and finally I'm like, you know, free uh, again in my life. And I was just like starting over and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this Jeep, you know? And I was just like, it was, yeah, the Jeep was hard. The Jeep yeah, was hard. I, I sold my car recently, but honestly, the thought of getting rid of my bike is, is causing me a little bit of heartache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. And yeah. now when I go back and now I don't have my Jeep and I'm like, oh, I wish I had my Jeep, you know? <laughs> A really popular download podcast that I have is around the financial pieces and you, you know, only share what you're comfortable mm-hmm. with, but some people like to really obsess over, you know, the financial part of it and how to set up plans. And some people are super comfortable just, you know, not worrying about it. Like it'll just sort itself out, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. 
I'm definitely on the worry more side, but there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. are, are really, you know, look, we're going to sail until we run out of money and then we'll come back and work and that'll be fine. So mm-hmm. if, do you, did you guys start out with a really detailed financial plan or just a general plan no. that you sort of talked about? No, no neither, neither. We are just now actually starting to budget ourselves and seeing, you know, what we can do since we've been on anchor for eight months. I mean, honestly, the, the expenses are just food and events that you want to go to, which, you know, the events are not like every day and you pick and choose which ones you do. So the expenses are just really, really low on anchor. Mm -hmm. So we started thinking, you know, well, we should start saving some money. We are not obsessing about the financials and it is, um, you know, something to be mindful of. In any case, we are just budgeting ourselves right now and it's good. It's good. It's healthy. It's what we need to do. There's nothing more to buy for the boat. Everything is going to be, everything that we have now, we're completely equipped. There's nothing, there's nothing left. So now, now that that dust has settled, we can see, okay, what do we need to, what do we need to live? Uh You know, what can, what can we do here? Yeah. You mentioned, yeah, you mentioned earlier that you know, getting the container and getting everything ahead of time. And then I know you spent some time getting the boat set up and ready. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like maybe that reduced quite a bit of stress. Maybe you can Immensely. talk a little bit about that. I mean, it was, I, I mean, the only thing I can say, it was the best thing ever. I mean, we bought everything that we need down to cutting boards. And I mean, either we, ha- we even stuffed the little crevices with toilet paper. I mean, just because, I mean, I mean, it's, it's silly, but it, you know, it's just sitting in the trailer. Might as well just bring it. But you know what I mean? So, I mean, cutting, I mean, everything, shampoos and deodorants. We've got a couple, couple, you know, supplies for that. And, and then on top of all the equipment, anchors and um, different lights and um, ditch bags and yeah. tools, lots of tools. Yeah. I mean, we have everything. I mean, out of the gate, we have everything we need, basically. Mm-hmm. The only thing we didn't have is things that, you know, we needed to pick up along the way, which was a lot. You'd go down the chandlery and every time you'd come back with like, you know, a bag full of like this screw and, you know, this little thing. But I mean, honestly, the stress was completely gone. You know, oh, we, oh, this is broken. You go downstairs and you get what you need and you have it right there. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Best thing. Best thing we did. Yeah, that's good is, advice. Is to do that. Yeah, I would definitely advise it. Definitely. All the glassware, none of shopping, but I did all, and everything's on sale. We got everything on sale. As you know, we talked about this before. And it's just great because you have five bedrooms. So yeah. you have to go out there and you have to shop for five bedrooms or four it. bedrooms. Sheets yeah. and, and it's crazy. And that. Yeah. I mean, you got like five toilet brushes. You go to Costco, you get five toilet brushes, boom. So thinking back now, <laughs> what advice would you give yourselves in preparation if you had to do it all over again? I don't know. We, our, our transition was really beautiful. And the transition in France was tough, but yeah. So what we all are kind of learning is, you know, you think you're going to buy a new boat and it's, you're going to get the keys and you're going to sail away into the sunset and that's going to be that. And, you know, I've talked a lot in past podcasts about just resetting expectations. It's, it's work, you know, to get the boat set up in that first year to kind of shake everything out. Do you have any comments on that first year and, and what you learned or, you know, how you managed expectations or anything like that? Um, we've been really fortunate. Uh, we've had a lot of soft lessons so far. And I think that's just, you know, um, being prudent sailors and, you know, just on the side of caution. And we know a lot of people out there that just had a really tough time about equipment breaking and emergency this and this is not, but 
we haven't, we've had been very, very lucky to have just soft lessons where things kind of broke and, you know, but it was nothing of an magnitude. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. No. And the weather has been, you know, we've been able to manage a lot of things. Um, we have a big maintenance um, routine that we do. We have a um, maintenance kind of um, um, software. Okay. And in this software, it tells us um, what to do preemptively. So, okay, you need to, you need to, um, it's time for the quarterly inspection on the winches. Okay. So you go in there, it has a manual all there for us. We look it up. Everything's really great. You put the equipment in there and it gets in it. It'll upload the manuals, you know? So, I mean, but it puts you on a schedule, you know, puts you on a schedule. So all this time, we're doing maintenance preemptively. Yeah. What software is that? That sounds great. Yeah. You're going to want that. You're, you're so going to want that. You're going to obsess over this. It's really, it's really awesome. It's um, Vessel Vanguard. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm right. Yeah, it's Vessel Van- yeah. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't heard of it yet. Great. No, no. It's amazing. It's amazing. So you get these alerts, these notifications for you to do the maintenance and you can customize minimally. I wish they would really open up their software for more customization. I try to talk to the dude about it, but so, but he's pretty firm in his, his, um, (laughs) his way he wants to do things. I'm just like, okay, well, you know, Vessel Vanguard, it's amazing. It's expensive. It's not for everybody, but when you have this much equipment, it's good to, it's definitely good to have. You can upload pictures and notes and you can keep a journal of the equipment. And um, you can make your own equipment tasks. It's just great. It's just really great. Cool. Make sure you stay, stay, tell him we sent you and uh, that I want his software to be customizable. Okay, cool. Um, was there any, you know, uh, surprises or delights that came to you over the last year and a half that you absolutely weren't expecting? Delights? Um, I don't know. I don't know about the lights. I mean, it's just like, you know, again, that, that might be another podcast because <laughs> when you're out here, it's like, it's you're. this is your life now. So, right. you know, you talk about the transition before the transition before is nothing transition. You should be having a lot of fun right now. And, you know, you should do this cargo thing that I'm telling you about and load up all the stuff that you want, go shopping and spend your time looking at, you know, what is the best choice, right? And, and fill up your cargo thing and just come here and then this is when it starts. But mm-hmm. your transition should be fun. Mm-hmm. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't be like, you know, freaking out over it because once you're out here, you're going to be like, okay, all that was for absolutely nothing, Okay. Because you have, you can't imagine what it is like out here until you've been here. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the worries and the things that you're thinking about is not, even though a good financial plan is there, but you're going to find out in that first five or six months, you're just going to be spilling money out. I mean, it's just going to be like, Bleh. you know what I mean? <laughs> even if, however, if you even, however prepared your cargo is, it's just going to be, yeah. it's going to be sick. Okay. And you're going to be like, what am I doing? Set up and everything. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's just. It's not, and then your little budget's going to be right out the window, and okay. you're like, and then you're going to stress over that. Once you get settled in, and the dust settles, and you realize, okay, what it, we're living now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's really hard to say. I don't know. No, how these I other podcasts are, I, but it's really hard heard, to say. Yeah, what we've heard is, um, you know, you kind of learn what your new life's going to be like, but it takes some time. It doesn't happen in the first month or two months. It takes sometimes a year to figure out, you know, what your regular 
life on the boat is actually going to look like because you have to fall into completely new patterns and and different you know choices you make on how you want to live on a boat that's kind right. of it has, has that been your experience too yeah and and it's it's all depends on the person that how you maintain your boat like the first you know 8 months to a year we were still learning how to grease the winch yeah i mean you everything on this little this little uh maintenance program you have to learn everything so you're learning how to to do your boat so i don't know how to grease a winch so we're here google and all this it takes all day yeah but now we do it and it takes like 10 minutes so you're learning you know <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah so your life is the whole first year is about learning but if you're the person that's not really doing that kind of preemptive kind of maintenance then you don't even know you have to do the winch i mean there's strainers in the air conditioner the people had no idea that you need to to clean out yeah and there's a forest in there and it's not even working anymore and they don't even know why their air conditioner is not working more <laughs> but but they don't know you see what i'm saying so yeah, your yeah. life could be really easy that first year if you think you have nothing to do yeah that's a good point <laughs> do you know what i mean for sure yeah. cool Sorry. and so yeah. do you have any advice for other women you know who are taking this on with their partners getting started you know do you, do you just based on what you've learned what advice would you give to other women Decide what kind of sailor you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Decide if you want to be an actor and what, what you want to fight for, if you want to be, you know, in the, in the conversation or not in the conversation. If you don't want to be in the conversation, things are really easy. Yeah, it just depends on what kind of experience you want to have. So. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's it. What kind of experience do you want to have? Yeah. Some people just want to be a passenger and some people want to be a participant. Once you get that down, then you know which you'll go from there. Yeah, and sometimes it's not. my husband, you know, this would be so much easier if I just, you know, flew to the destinations and met you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and there are that do that. There are that do that. I don't know. And I, I think about, and this is, again, another podcast, so you should be writing all these down these topics, is, you know, the, the relationship between men and women yeah. on, on a boat. And each one of them is a different podcast. One is a passenger, <laughs> one is like a helper, and one as a, a sailor, an active you know, in the conversation, they're all different. Yeah. Interesting though. It's really male driven. I was going to ask you, you know, I was going to double click on that a, a minute because, um, I, even in my, I did a passage recently, which I did a podcast about, and there are little things, you know, and, um, nothing really, I mean, I'm used to it cause I'm in tech and, and, um, sure. you know, but maybe you can share, you know, are there, are there things that that seem to be patterns that are out there either in the industry or, you know, in a marina or, or in a boatyard, you know, that you just would want to give people a heads up. So you're not, so people aren't surprised by that. Other women. Um, actually there's, there should be no surprise. It's the same old, same old. I mean, yeah. it is, you know, it's everything it ever was. So there's <laughs> nothing different here. If you come to be a sailor to get respect, you know, right off the bat or anything like that, you know, just because you're present, then it's not going to yeah. be like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You are, you are not, I mean, in fact, I would probably even say it's a step back and for somebody like you, it's going to be, and, and for me, actually, it's, it's hard to be patient with that and understand that, you know, if I want to be heard, then it's not about being louder. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's about, it's about something else. And it's not actually about even proving it, proving you can do it. So that's not it either. It's something that they have to come to grips with and it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. But, yeah. But it's like you can 
you can do things to like plant the seed and to like, you know, nourish any kind of new behavior, but it's in your face. The evaluation, I guess, from what some women are used to obtaining. That's interesting. And um, yeah, I don't know if I'll put this in the podcast or not, but I'm dying to ask you a question. Sure. Your comeback line, you know, like um, in business, for instance, you know, a lot of women say, you know, if, if there's really bad behavior and it's in a group setting, what's my comeback line? You know, whether it's, oh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't have one. Okay. I don't have one. Right. I think that if I, if I my, the young, my younger self, okay, mm-hmm. would have definitely been like, you know, what's up? <laughs> you know, I'm right here, <laughs> you know, something like this, but yeah. it's, um, now basically I, I think I'm just trying to open up the, the minds of the people that are directly in front of me and around me and try to cultivate that and, and really, and I can't stress this enough, be patient on the fact that it's, it's not everybody's reality that, women are right there and I'm not going to change anything right there. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. It's, it just, it cuts, comes with like getting older and, and understanding that the fight isn't right there. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. The battle's not right there. The yeah. battle's like, you know, everywhere at all the time. So the way I compose myself at these times is yeah. really important. So I don't have a comeback line. If I were to, if somebody were to say something super sexist, which they generally don't do. I mean, I, I've never, I no, haven't heard anybody things. say something. It's not even intentional, you know? Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, they just don't even know. Hurting. They don't mean to be hurtful, you know? It, it's, um, and that's in business too, you know? So definitely growing a thick skin and taking the high road and all that. It's, it's just sort of, how do we make a difference, you know, in the lives that are, are in front of us to go, hmm, I guess I didn't think of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just something I, I, you know, I work with, with Matt, like I said, he's very, you know, as being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. who's successful, you know, it comes with a certain amount of like, okay, well I can, I handle it all. I control everything and I do everything. Right. So it just, I, and he, thank goodness, he's, he's a great man and he's really sensitive and can like see, you know, it's not like he can see it. You know what I mean? Like he sees it. He sees in the conversation that, you know, if you're in a group of people and I ask a man a question, the man will look to the other man as for, to give the answer. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) these type of things, (laughs) these type of things, he's like really starting to notice, you know what I mean? So it's opening up his mind and it's just, I can't, you know, sometimes we might get, you know, a little aggravated with each other because, you know, he doesn't understand why I want to speak. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like everything that comes out of my mouth is an opinion. Okay. Instead of just being a part of the conversation, which is the problem. Number one, it's not an opinion. It's a statement. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's a whole nother podcast. It's a whole nother, it's a whole nother trip down. Yeah. 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 But, and then again, it's patience and, and it's picking the right partner. You know what I mean? It's picking the right partner. And, and once that's there, then you're, you're going to be able to trickle out to the other people. Yeah. But there's, uh, there's women making a lot of progress um, with um, the, just even the brochures. Something I didn't even notice is that, did you notice on brochures that the woman is always sitting down? Oh, I know. And and the guys at the helm. And I have seen changes lately. Is that what you're going to say? I I was, uh, I was like, yeah, was it Hylas maybe, or one of those Monohull builders, I, I, I saw a brochure and I was like, wow, a woman at the helm. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, I mean, I knew they were, you know, 
in the videos and the woman's like, you know, always like sunbathing. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's obviously really obvious. But when they're sailing, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. And I'm really surprised. Cool. Well, um, you know, we're, you have a great blog and, um, you know, we've been following you and we know you, so it's even better, but I just want to thank you so much, um, you know, for taking the time. And then where can people find your blog? Um, it is svcodyssey.com. Matt and I are starting a YouTube channel. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so, um, so that's really exciting. We have like a new kind of format that we're going to play with and, and try to keep things, um, pretty real and different from what other people out there are doing. So hopefully we can, um, swing it and people will catch the vibe. I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. It, you know, videos are a lot of work, you know, so it's definitely a commitment. Okay, cool. Yes. Thanks so much, Emily, for, for your time and, um, you know, happy sailing out there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can't wait for you to get out here. I know. Have that first sundowner. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now. Fair winds for now.